and welcome to Potlucky, a Weed Sommelier podcast. My name is Liz, and I am your host in Weed Sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years, and I am located in southern Maine, where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined, pardon me, I am joined today by Jordan, let me see if I can get this right, Lewandowski. <laughs> it's close enough, Lewandowski, close enough, Liz, Lewandowski. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been a weed consumer and what are your weed credentials? Uh, started when I was 16 until about 18 off and on uh, and then quit when I was in the military. So I did that for six years. Um, and then when I got out, I was uh, pretty hooked on the bottle and I realized that, uh, you know, actually weed, when I reintroduced weed into my life, it, it saved my life. Um, as far as weed credentials, uh, I... I grow weed now. I used to oh, actually yeah, brother. be a part of a company called Treezy, and we were the first company in the world where you could order medical marijuana and have it delivered to you, wherever you were at. Really, um, like regardless was, of state, or well, no, we were we started in LA, mm-hmm. uh, and the goal was to be to be worldwide, um, and we lasted about a year, and we needed a big another big push of funding and it was right before it was legalized mm-hmm. so there was a lot of gray area and we went under um but uh you know i gave it all i've worked in all sides of it from cultivation to trimming and packaging um i just enjoy it overall it's like it's a lifestyle for me i agree with that i i got into this as a hobby that uh it's it's gradually turning into something more and i can appreciate it uh, it occurs to me now, I have no idea how old you are. So you said you did it from 16 to 18, and then you quit. And then you joined the military for six years. So I'm, I'm guessing you're in your mid-20s, somewhere around there. I am 32. That was my next guess, honestly. <laughs> 32 years old. Nice round number. All right. Uh, so where are you located currently? Liz, I am located on a horse farm. In Cochranville, Pennsylvania. Amazing. <laughs> it's uh, we have we're on about forty acres, rolling pastures, located between Lancaster, PA, and Philadelphia, PA. Incredible. I, I periodically, um, when I was a child, and by periodically I mean every summer, my uh, family, like my mom, my sister, sometimes my brothers and I would uh. Uh, drive up from Tennessee to Maine, where I'm located currently. Um, and driving through Pennsylvania was probably my favorite part. It's a, it's, it's pretty quick to get through. The scenery is pleasant. Sometimes you see Amish people, but uh, yeah, it's I, I, I enjoy Pennsylvania. I mean, we got a, uh, the office out of it, right? Exactly. What would, where would we be without the office at this point? I think we'd be in space. You know, <laughs> not, not to say I, the office has set us behind, but I think. You know, there's there's probably better things to do than binge watching, you know, The Office for the fourth time. Maybe, but you know what? During COVID, I'm glad we had The Office, but those sons of bitches moved it to Peacock <sighs> mid-pandemic, and I'm telling you, I lost a lot of respect for them. Yeah, that feels like a, not a hate crime, that's not the word I was going for, that feels like a dick move. Like, come it's on, It's definitely man. a dick move. So you know we want that shit, and now you want to, it's like the dealer who's like, nah, man, I ain't got that, but I got this. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, when you when you ask your dealer, like, uh, oh, shit, I had a joke. Like, uh, when someone asks you, like, hey, man, you got any Coke? 
and uh you're like nah man is pepsi okay that's basically the uh, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yep where right. are you from originally oh i'm from salem new hampshire i i lived there until i was about you know five or six and then i lived in massachusetts for a little bit and then uh tennessee for 15 years where i met our mutual acquaintance seth oh nice and like what part of were you in like the maryville area yeah yeah definitely it's one of my favorite places in the entire world townsend maryville Mm -hmm. Uh, that side of the smokies is just so so peaceful and so beautiful I want to make a joke that like next time in Maryville, I'll really make it the Smokies, but uh, it's not legal there. So I'll have to, um, <laughs> Hey, J- Justin, if you're listening to this part of the podcast, you can redact that if you'd like, um, or we can leave it in. Uh, would you like to know about this week's strain? Yeah. What are we smoking on? All right. Well, man, I wish, you know, in the future when I have the funds to do this, I'll be able to like schedule guests months in advance and like send them the weed that we're going to review. And then, you know, really have uh, smoke sessions, you know, online, but uh, pardon me, uh, this week's featured weed product is Granddaddy Perp. It was procured from Nature's Miracle LLC in South Berwick. Um, I do not recall the price, but I remember getting a very good deal on it as I was a first-time customer. I also remember that while um, my bud tender was scooping the weed out with, I believe, tongs, uh, she managed to get some buds in her sleeve, and then they just disappeared. I don't know if she has like a secret armpit cache of like, you know, buds for like a like a rainy day. But um, I, I think about that sometimes that th- those buds just disappeared into her sleeve. I hope she's doing well. Um, of the dispensaries I have visited, all of them have warranted coming back, including this one. I'd like to visit again, but I have not had the opportunity. Um, but I, uh, the granddaddy perp, have you heard about this strain before? I have. I have heard of the Granddaddy Perp. Um, I enjoy the GDP. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story about my first experience. Wait, hold um, on. Doesn't that mean grand domestic? Uh, um, <laughs> I feel like that has, I don't think that's a <laughs> gross domestic um, product. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, a, economics yeah term right no but they, that's one of the street names right gdp granddaddy perp no mm-hmm. just me no i mean uh, we call it the perp or uh granddaddy oh, perp. i've never yeah okay i like the perp i like the perp mm-hmm. yeah so i can remember it was probably i was like barely 16 and i was living in a small town in alabama which is where i'm from mm-hmm. uh, a little slap out alabama and the, the nearest place to get any good weed was Montgomery. And that was a 40 minute drive. Was where? 45 minute, 45 minute drive, Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, okay. So at 10 o'clock at night, we decided to drive 45 minutes into the hood to go pay $20 a bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, $20 a bud and then drive back. But I will tell you, I have never been as shwasted as that in my entire life. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad someone else uses that term. Shwasted? Oh, of course. Well, I say let's go get shwasty. Like depending, yeah. like I don't know if I want to smoke or drink, so let's do both. Yeah, let's get a little shwasted. A little yep. cross-faded action going on. Yeah. I oh I have a joke that I came up with uh, earlier. When uh well what happens when you smoke too much uh too much uh granddaddy perp and you start like, you know, 
hobbling and leaning and you having a hard time walking. I, I guess we could call that the perp walk, the, the granddaddy <laughs> perp walk. Yeah. All right. I like. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to hear other people laugh at my uh my jokes. My uh my aunts have long since stopped laughing at them. Uh, oh. They're just no worries. Um, should we re- should we record just like a laugh track so that anytime you need one you can just like play it? Yeah, I I think that'd feed my ego too much. Like honestly, at that point, I'd have it on like a clicker in my pocket. Like I just what I'm be, aiming for. I'd, I'd just be driving in the car, like fucking making jokes about <laughs> license plates, yeah. and just hear that, and just I, it'd feel too good. I would have an addiction, and then I'd have to spend all my money on batteries and uh, get out know. of hand really quickly. Um, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, I feel like I interrupted you about the, your bud story. I apologize. No, so, no, you, no, you did not interrupt me. No, I was, I was telling, we were telling, I was, it ends with getting shwasty. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, looking back and reminiscing on being young and dumb and everything being new, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just always leaves uh, a romantic taste in your mouth. I'm doing beatnik snapping over here. I don't know if you uh, we don't have the video on right now, but uh, one of my Is favorite things to do. The... Yeah, right, just like a. You can snap it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that more than clapping sometimes because uh, snapping isn't isn't as loud unless you're like a like a dad or a coach or something, and you can really fucking make that dude pop. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're we're already into the weeds. We haven't even gotten to the munch yet. Um. Let's talk about the munchie moment for the week. Uh, what do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? Oh, I like sweet. So if I was going to go ice cream, I'm going to go salted caramel. Mm. I like the the savory and the sweet. Um, we actually have these chips down here made by hers. It's a chip factory. And they're honey barbecue chips. And I've been all over and I've tried a lot of chips. I'm a big chip guy. Mm-hmm. tried a lot of chips and these are definitely top three chips i've ever had would you say you have uh, a chip on your shoulder <laughs> it's a big chip on my shoulder what, what kind you know, of chip would that be would it be the honey barbecue it would be the honey barbecue on okay, that side okay. and the and the other side would be like a, a taquito covered in nacho cheese so like a like an angel in a devil type situation yeah yeah i, I can appreciate that because my favorite, my favorite kind of snack to make, if I was making a Seven Eleven run, mm-hmm. would be to grab a bag of taquitos and you open them up, and you go over to the nacho cheese and like you just squirt the cheese into the bag and you stir it up. No joke, I had to swallow because I was salivating at the just the <laughs> thought of nacho cheese. Which my gosh, the the devil put that here on earth to to tempt me. Like it's just it's it's too good it's too drinkable you, you shouldn't cheese fries oh, my goodness i need to it is disgusting how much spit is in my mouth right now for how how hungry that made me you you, you can't you can't uh, blame me i can't blame you cheese is like next level yeah Just i agree. any types of cheese brie uh gouda mm-hmm. big cheese guy i love the cheeses like i just ate some parmesan cheese today i just eat a block of it i just n- n- nibble on it like a mouse uh, we've, I think we've all been there. I actually have a hat that says Big Cheese. I have two hats that say Big Cheese because I lost the first one and then I found <laughs> it. Um, 
but yeah oh so you spoke about ice cream earlier uh i don't want to call it a life hack but something if you if you have cereal hanging around um like a little bit left at the bottom that's like you know too big to just munch on but not big enough for a bowl of cereal just put it on your ice cream the cereal doesn't get soggy so like frosted flakes and vanilla ice cream is very good it's like it's like it's better than a bowl of cereal and it's better than ice cream in my opinion you get the the crunch factor and the creaminess from a was that a lighter i just heard in the background no you actually heard my phone vibrate oh okay my phone vibrated and i'm sorry that it interrupted you oh no worries but uh no i was just gonna to chide you like bro we're almost at the smoke break you can you can wait three minutes <laughs> but uh you know i say that and we did have one episode with three smokes breaks because like we, we just decided like uh at one point we were all gonna light up again and we realized like oh we, we stopped talking we should probably put like music in here and we did um oh so the munch of this week we, we talked about it a little bit but i'm gonna say this week's munch is oh, it's not banana bread what is it bread pudding bread, bread pudding, pudding highly recommended it is a i would say a peasant dish i don't know if that's a still a, a politically correct term but uh bread pudding you take stale bread you got you got your milk your cinnamon your eggs you got you, you know your rum sauce if you if you have rum candy you got your brown sugar you mix it all together you uh you bake it um and then you have bread pudding you could also do it in the microwave you could put chocolate chips in there you could make it banana bread pudding like it the the uh sourdough bread pudding might be delicious uh we'll we'll just have to see but stale bread works especially well um if you don't want to make croutons out of it make make a dessert have you tried so when you're eating bread pudding do you like it with raisins or without raisins i've never had it with raisins got it the raisins just kind of annoy me at a certain point it's like just give me i just want the sugar and the bread you know like get the fuck, i don't like get the fuck out of here fruit who wants that i i have a mixed relationship with raisins i enjoy them especially in like porridge or um rice pudding i can i can really enjoy them but uh or not porridge sorry oatmeal and they like plump up a little bit if i do it right mm-hmm. but uh raisins are just they're nature's candy and it's just they're a little too sweet for me unfortunately um they just they make what's my the difference hurt. between what's the difference between porridge and oatmeal oh fuck if i know dude uh, i <laughs> i actually i really don't know i they could be synonyms for all i know i'll have to to look that up and put in the put that in the show notes porridge the oatmeal I know oatmeal is made with oats. I believe porridge could be made with another another type of grain, possibly. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a suggestion when I brought up bread pudding as the munch. Did you? What is it? Sticky toffee pudding, something along those lines. Oh yeah, sticky toffee pudding. That is one of the more delicious treats on this planet. It's an English dish, uh, typically served with a scoop of ice cream. Um, and drenched with this caramel toffee sauce mm. and it is a game changer i wish i had a spit bucket like it's just i'm just <laughs> constantly swallowing during this segment it just sounds too good yeah i imagine you could probably crossbreed sticky toffee pudding and bread pudding i mean they're both puddings right like they are they're both like that bread pudding like the english pudding type dessert yeah I, I would argue actually that neither of them are puddings considering uh there there is one true pudding and that's uh, the kind that jello makes or the um I, I'm with you. 
Yeah. Liz, Liz, I'm with you. I don't understand why they do that. I spent uh, a couple months living in England and they kept calling these things puddings. And I was like, I don't know. I don't see the (laughs) J-E-L-L-O. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to look that up during the smoke break if you'll remind me why is it called pudding. Um, All right. Uh, Speaking of smoke break, uh, do you know what time it is? Smoke break! Are you ready to do some weed? I'm always ready to do some weed. All right, here we go. Uh, My name is Jordan, and this week's weed word is shwasted. Shwasted, meaning drunk and or stoned to the point of not being able to really comprehend what the fuck is going on around you as in damn tommy is wasted we need to get his ass home oh that was perfect gave it a go i gave yep. it a go i really would love to like you know and um in grand theft auto when like you you die it goes wasted i think it'd be <laughs> yeah. funny if uh we had that for a sound effect for when i make a, a blunder because i'm so high just wasted yeah, yeah well, well justin will have to cut that from the original uh the weed word but um let's uh let's move on uh we are back after the smoke break how are we feeling I'm feeling delicious, light and tingly. Um, really enjoying the effects. How are you feeling? Um, feeling groovy. Uh, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel horrible. I probably, I do have a cold, and I do not recommend smoking while you have a cold. However, I do have a podcast to record. I, I guess I could have done an edible, but I, I did, I did want to do this string with you, but uh. My my cousin Devin, hi Devin, uh, taught me a trick where if you put ice cubes in the neck of your bong, Ooh, it really cools yeah. down the smoke. Um, I know I know there are some issues with uh, what's the word? Um, like that you can get bacteria in your lungs more easily with ice cubes and whatnot. I'm not the most educated <laughs> about that, but I feel like putting them in the neck of your your bong is fairly safe. And you know what? If your bong's a little empty, you know there'll be be a little bit more water, like. You're, it's, I, it, it's harmless fun harmless fun that's what i'm gonna call it <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's it, if if uh if your body can't handle a little bit of bacteria you shouldn't be smoking weed but i have a feeling that the weed actually cancels out any of the bacteria from the ice so by weed logic i think you're safe you know i'm just gonna leave that there i i i appreciate what you just said i, I believe it's a work of art um all right, so let's talk about the weed. What did you consume during the smoke break? I consumed Maui Wowie Dissolute uh, here in PA. Um, vaporization is the preferred method of use. I personally, I enjoy the flower and the bud. I want to taste it. I want to smell it. I want to talk to it. You know, I want to. <laughs> I want to hear its soul, you know. I want to. Um, I want to feel the marble. I want to lick the <laughs> yeah. marble. Exactly. But with the with the dislits, they're okay. They kind of hurt my lungs. They make me cough a lot more than the actual just bud. Um, were, you, were you vaping it with like a, a dab rig or? I uh, no, I have a a uni like a pen. Uh, okay. Yeah, or what's it called? A yo can. It's one of those like pistol grip type batteries. Pistol grip. Um, <laughs> yeah so you can like kind of hide it you know when you're walking 
Or you could, uh, on the other hand, get like a special holster for it if you're really yes. a douchebag. Yes, that's that's actually what I have. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, before before I forget, I would like to say we did look up why. Uh, you know what? I I believe I closed the window. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> so. Okay, the reason that English people call it pudding instead of dessert is actually based on the British class system. Traditionally, puddings referred to a homely and rustic dessert that uh, was commonly eaten by, eaten by the lower class, such as, I have no idea why they called it this, spotted dick and rice pudding. <laughs> like, bruh, like, you, you could have called it warty peeny. Like, that's, yeah. that's about as appetizing. I'll have some of the spotted dick, please. Yeah, I'll have that uh, that uh, that striped hog. Like uh, <laughs> fuck, I, I I wish on a, on another day I could have better synonyms, but uh, yeah, the, the point stands. It's not a great name for dessert. A spotted dick does not sound like something I would want to put in my mouth. Like, bro, if it has spots, <laughs> please keep it away. No, I mean, I don't like to put any dicks in my mouth, but if I was someone who liked to put dicks in my mouth, I would definitely not want to put a spotted dick in my mouth. You've said dick in my mouth so many times, I feel like we're <laughs> going to have to just sample it and remix it into something for the, uh, my, for the intro. <laughs> it's a dick in my mouth. Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Your laughter is delightful. Amazing. Okay, let's, okay let's, let's really nail down and get back to talking about the nugs. So these nugs, I didn't send you a picture beforehand because, I mean, there's not really a reason to. I was gonna smoke it. It looks like it looks like smoke now, um, as as far as you need to know. But uh, they were about the size of my thumbnail um, and somewhat twisted or uh, kind of fractured in appearance. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a cohesive bud. There were there were some mm. gaps. Um, the bag I received it in had the strain name handwritten on it uh, in marker after I purchased it. Um, Oh, in my notes, this is where I tell the the, the story about uh, how often, like, how often does that happen that she accidentally scoops up weed nugs in her, into her into her sleeve? Like, uh, maybe it's a scam. I, I like to hustle. think of the best in people. Thank oh, you very you're right, you're much. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Are you familiar with Kevin's burger theory from The Office? No. Please okay. enlighten me. Okay. Um, if I hope this isn't like a fever dream because it was very funny watching it, but uh, uh, Kevin thinks, or sorry, Rob California thinks that Kevin is onto stuff, and so to prove, oh, yeah, yes, yes. So yes. Kevin's theory is that oh, if you get a cheeseburger every day of the week and you save like the the burger from the first one and then the tomato from the second one and like the bottom bun from the next one, at the end of the week you'll have a free cheeseburger, <laughs> which I think yes. is absolutely brilliant. So perhaps yes. that. That's what uh, I could do with uh, the weed. I could tie some in my my armpit hoard, and at the end of the week, I'd have a big sweaty pile of armpit nugs to smoke. I love armpit nugs. They're my favorite type of nugs. I could see them on a t-shirt with like a a weed, or like a like a weed heart with like stink lines rising from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta get on the merchandising for this for this thing. Yeah, you do. Yep. Uh, this weed is a certified geode. It is covered in well-defined trichomes with, like, I haven't seen pinheads this big in a very long time. I wish I had taken a picture of it under the microscope. That would have, you know, been cool to look at. Um, yeah. I noticed that even the hairs themselves, like the little brown, little brown dudes that don't really add anything to the, 
you know, the, the high that you get. Um, they, they also had a little bit of a, like a trichome kind of sprinkling on them, like a, a little bit of finishing salt on some of the hairs, which I don't know if it was because I, I vigorously shook around the, uh, the, the, the container I had it in so I could get like tasting notes and, and smell notes, scent notes. Um, but I just, I thought it was cool because you normally don't see trichomes on those little hairs. Um, so you're but, saying it's frosty, huh? Yeah, yeah, keep it frosty. Um, there is some variety among the nugs. Um, some, some spots were a little more sparse than others. Um, it's like on different nugs, different areas would be a little more sparse. I assume that, you know, comes with the territory of shaking things vigorously around to try to smell them better. Uh, I, I will admit, I kind of <laughs> went ham on this one. I do have a head cold, and I had a very hard time smelling it, so I, I shook the shit out of this one. You just over there huffing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe the uh, bald spots are from me just inhaling it, uh, just fucking hoovering it up, um, hoovering all that Pepsi up. Um, I've tried this strain before. We, I think we both have. We talked about it. Um, I remember it being more purple, though, but I, that could be, you know, regional differences. Um, it really, it really reminded me of nostalgia and sophomore year of, uh, of college. Um, now, do you think this is one of those strains that, like, if not done, like, really well, that the name is bigger than the actual experience? Oh, I definitely agree. Um, I believe this is the genuine article, though, considering I had maybe three or four puffs off of a bong, and I feel, feel, I feel fantastic. I, I nice. haven't... I, I've been in pain all day and I feel I feel pretty good right now, which I wicked appreciate. Oh, you nice. Congratulations. That's a good yeah. spot to be in. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go over the smell and taste a little bit. Like, you know, for a fucking podcast, I choose to have like vivid descriptions and also like <laughs> like like I want to talk about smells despite, you know, scent being the least conveyed information through audio. Whatever. I'm 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 getting I'm getting on a tangent here. Um this bad bud is on the soapier side of things. It smells more like a lemon verbena. Um, after shaking it around and smoking it, though, it gets it gets kind of that diesely greasy smell um, with a little little grapey aftertaste. Um, I think it would uh, if you smoked it or made tea with it and added some lavender in there. I think it would smell really good, like like a bird like going onto like a incense territory with how good that would smell. Um, uh, I talked about adding ice to my bong. It is very, very pleasant. It felt like I, it's almost a more dangerous way to smoke because you don't have that warning sign from your throat that like, hey, that's a lot of smoke that you're inhaling. Um, <laughs> so it's a tiny bit dangerous. Um, I think Granddaddy Perp was probably my first hot box. Um, this weed, my final tasting notes, this weed tastes like good memories gone by. Um, final note. All right, you want to move into the interview portion, blowing smoke? Let's do it. Let's blow some smoke. Uh, well, we've already done that. Uh, so, I mean, we could do it again later. <laughs> this is my podcast. I choose what the rules are. Um, all right. What was your first experience with weed? Uh, what was it? So, I think my first experience with weed was me and, a, me and my buddy. He picked me up every day on the way to school. Um, and one day we were just riding and he's like, Hey man, do you want to smoke some weed? And I was like, hell yeah, man. So we pulled over onto this dirt road. It was, uh, the road was called Fern Road. Wait, um, Fern 
or fern? Fern, F-E-R-N. Okay. It you. was a red clay dirt road. Um, it's lap out Alabama. And we just pulled over on the side of the road and hotboxed it on the way to physics class. I tell, you, I tell you, when we showed up, I was like, oh, shit. They all know I'm stoned. Stoned yeah. to the bone, man. Um, and then I kind of, it was hit or miss. I would do it around, would do it with some friends. I didn't actually like, buy any weed until I was well into my 20s interesting you said you were 16 when this happened right yes yes okay so but for those of you out there i don't recommend kid people smoking until they're like in their early 20s i despite my past experiences i will say in my the thing i enjoyed about it i do agree um i'm exactly i think it's there's a place and a time and like everyone's going to experiment and you should do what you want to do but if before you become a heavy consumer you gotta let that that brain kind of develop a bit yeah, that being said, I can't wait until I can be that, uh, shit, there's not a really good gender-neutral word for, um, like, aunt or uncle. Nuncle? Does that, does that work? <laughs> Nuncle? Like, uh, like, um, uh, I was gonna say, uh, I can't wait to be that, that fun nuncle that's like, okay, well, I don't want you guys to do it, but if you, if you, if you're gonna do it, I prefer you do it in the house, and, you know, yes. you, uh, yeah, you yeah. watch The Big Lebowski, or, uh, God, what's another what's another mind-bending movie on weed like um anything uh, uh the holy mountain the holy mountain i'm not familiar with it by alejandro yororowski uh it's a he's a chilean filmmaker he made this film in the 60s uh, and <laughs> i would tell you it is it will blow your fucking mind man all right, I'll put that in the show notes so other people can enjoy it. Did you say the Holy Mountain? Yes. Okay. The Holy Mountain. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you more questions on that, you know, after the show, but let's, let's get into the uh, juicy parts. Um, so my friend Seth, or our mutual friend Seth, texted yes. me asking if I remembered him. Uh, you said He said you were making your podcasting rounds, and I my, my thought was, I, I don't quite know what that means, but... Uh, cool if he's if he's doing podcasts right now i'll ask him if uh he wants to join me where you were cool enough to do it um i've actually had your name on my cork board uh ever since i got back from tennessee the last time i spoke with seth um because he he mentioned that you might be joining him for the uh the interview and then you, you couldn't show up so i'm like heck i'm gonna i'm gonna be persistent and try again later and you know what i guess persistence you know pays off or uh absolutely forgetting to remove a sticky note from your cork board pays <laughs> off yeah. No, Seth had definitely been wanting to connect us, um, but it was perfect. You know, now is the perfect time. Yeah, gold so, star, uh, Seth. This is this is a going great so far. And so, thank you for having me on. Like, I know we have more more to continue to talk about, but just thanks for for being a gracious host, uh, and you know, thanks for allowing me to tell my story and connect with you and your audience. I appreciate that. Thank you. Being a good host is important to me. I. I value that. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna treasure that compliment for a second. <laughs> yeah, but bathe in it. Yes. Yeah, just just soak in it for a second. Um, one time, I don't know if this says anything about me, but I said something in therapy that my therapist was like, "Let's just let's just sit here for a second and process that." <laughs> and we did. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you just gotta take a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, 
you know, you say that and then I fucking skip right forward. You did not take a moment. Um, what have some of your previous occupations been? Seth mentioned a few of them, but I didn't want to spoil anything. So I'm, I'm handing you the soapbox in which to stand upon. <laughs> no, okay. Well, may, so I, I've lived many different lives. Um, so I've done everything from landscaping to uh, filmmaking to psychic work um, to uh, being an author. Uh, what did Seth tell you about? And that maybe I can elaborate. Uh, this isn't verbatim, but uh, it boiled down to he's a fucking wizard dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I just have a deep relationship with the universe and all of its delicious goodness um, in a very palpable way. You know, it's, it's a dance. Like every, if you want to, you can find the dance in every moment. And I'm not saying that I do that or that I have the time to do that. But I think anyone who takes the time and sets the intention to dance the dance but from moment to moment uh, knows everything that they need to know. It makes you a wizard. It makes you magical. Because you're in flow and able to tap into everything that you need to in that exact moment. Um, I'll tell you my favorite job is I top three I've worked as a um, holistic healer I use that term lightly mm -hmm. um, because I you know I'm not healing anyone or anything I, I think it's just kind of a, a vogue term or a term that's in vogue mm -hmm. um, I'm a facilitator I'm an energetic therapist you are a conduit yes conduit we'll go with that um and so you are you are the, the universe's 3d printer <laughs> exactly and you know i help other people and you know things that they're going through in their life you know I, I help them develop tools within inside of their own mental faculties to take out into the world because this there's a big playground out there and most of us aren't really tapped in and using, you know, the elements around us to create, you know, our heaven. Um, and for me, as a, as a, as a being here in this world in this reality, my uh, closest thing to a religion that I subscribe to is my purpose. I guess my purpose is to create, and you know, art is my religion. Um, I don't see another reason for humans to exist other than create. And it doesn't have to be like a fine artist, artistic painting or a watercolor. You know, it could be creating a family, it could be creating a podcast, it mm -hmm. could be creating a song, a book, um, um, whatever it is that your soul needs to express, that's what we have to create. I, and, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I really appreciate that sentiment. And, high school I kind of grappled with the phrase I think therefore I am I think mm -hmm. we all we all went through that phase where we thought we were the center of the universe and then realized holy shit other people exist and they have yeah. as vast and intricate of, of a life as I do um so like it just I think therefore I am I understand the concept like because I have thought I am a person 
but I think something that fits me especially is I write therefore I exist um mm -hmm. even if it's you know writing on a wall like um shit do you, well, I'm jumping back to high school are you familiar with the poem Ozymandias no fill me in oh my goodness I I when I do that ASMR podcast I keep threatening to do or that episode um I'd, I'd love to just sit around and read poetry stoned out of my mind but uh it's yeah. it's a it's a I believe it's by not Lord Byron um I can't remember the name of the poet unfortunately but it's about Ozymandias the king of kings uh there's this plaque in the desert where like a, a statue and part of part of like an arm or like little bits and pieces of this once like ho horribly grand statue uh remain and uh, uh actually you know what i'm gonna read the last couple of lines because i think it's just really powerful i'm gonna cut out the uh the parts of this though so it makes sense so one sec uh i found the poem uh thank you i'll call not call out sorry thank you to miss schmitty who uh was cool enough to teach me poetry and tolerate us being late to class frequently but um this poem is called ozymandias by percy uh percy Baishi shelley the same as a fucking tongue twister um it is a sonnet i met a traveler from an antique land who said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert near them on the sand half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed and on the pedestal these words appear my name is ozymandias king of kings look on my works ye mighty and despair nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck boundless and bare the lone and level sand stretch far away and end scene oh thank snap. you snap. i don't know if you can hear it i do that poem really fucks like reading it while you're high it's just it's like the opposite of an existential crisis like an existential um i can't think of the word it's almost like giving some it's like a road sign it's like giving you hope yeah yeah but just that that, that poem like it really stuck with me um like look on my works you mighty in despair nothing beside remains like you can talk a big game and Ozymandias doesn't sound like a good person and like like despair at my works dude died and then nothing nothing nothing's left so why not leave a, a leave a legacy of kindness regardless of how long it lasts and i don't know Bob, just not be a positive person but i would say be be a person that is inspired by love as opposed to hate or jealousy absolutely yeah you know i think we have like every I was about to say every day, but every moment we have that to make that decision, you know, where are we going to make these choices from a place of, of love or a place of fear and hate? Mm -hmm. um, and so the more that we're able to kind of focus in on setting the intention to choose kindness, to choose compassion, to choose empathy and love. Mm -hmm. And the more that we do things like this, like you, what you're doing, having more of these conversations and letting people know that it's okay to talk about these types of things that like emotions aren't scary we can 
talk about things and relate and, and find common space and let, let this everyone you know, let's let everyone know that we're not alone mm-hmm. yes i think you're not alone is a can be a very comforting message depending on what time of day uh and where you are <laughs> yeah i guess you know if it comes at three o'clock in the morning yeah, t- it's like, you are not alone it's, <laughs> it's like whoa buddy yeah man oh so, um i don't know if we cut this part out actually but during the the mini break we just took for me to find that poem uh you mentioned that you had a book of poetry that you might have located and would like to read from i did i'll read you one of my one of my favorite poems that i wrote um i'm going to give a shameless plug oh, to, <laughs> to where you can find this book uh it's on amazon uh and the book is called the death of me the death of um, me yes and it's it's uh you know it's probably 25 or 30 poems that were written over the best 25 or 30 poems written over a decade or so um i put it out into a little chat book um and i would like to read a poem from that yes please. From that book it's called clinical abuse i was merely nine and at this age they locked me in that cage And that's when I began to have the boiling rage. It told me I was a nuisance and that I needed to behave. And all I wanted to do was be outside and play. Yet, I was treated with mostly dismay. No one took the time to ask what I had to say. Stop talking, the teacher would yell. Pay attention or you're destined to fail. The future grows slimmer with each misunderstood outburst. I didn't live in their world and didn't want and wanted to simply not be bored. It was the lack of education that our educators had received on what to do with this kid in which no one believed. The salt amongst the pepper living in the heart of Dixie at the age, at the turn of the 21st century, I did my best not to let it bother me. A cruel world was introduced at such a ripe age. How can anyone not begin to jade? Not knowing what to do, my parents turned to a doctor, marginalized and reduced to a three-letter diagnosis, most likely responsible for my adulthood psychosis. And scene. Man, I just want, let's soak it in. Thanks for letting me share that. Yeah, of course. if you don't mind me asking, we can cut this yeah. off, but that three-letter diagnosis, was that OCD by any chance? No, it was ADD. ADD, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to cut it out. I mean, I have nothing to hide, man. They okay. had, I had learning disabilities and, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. I eventually graduated college. It took me 12 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I jumped around a lot. And, you know, I think you need, we needed like 120 hours to graduate. I ended up with like 180 hours. I had a lot of college. I just didn't pick one particular thing to study for a while yeah what did you end up on studying you know i in the degree studies um, just because at a certain point it made the most sense you you Um, actually cut out there where you said you know the most important part oh (laughs) i the the degree that i have is a degree in liberal studies 
Oh, uh, okay. Just because at the time it made the most sense. Um, considering most of my most of my coursework is in screenwriting and film production. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the New York Film Academy. Uh, and I just ended up like dropping out a few times going to Europe and you know, just doing some bum shit and traveling and um, living and filling the cup, right? And getting jaded with the film industry and the entertainment industry and eventually decided to, to leave all of that. It sounds like you've lived quite a few lives. I have, you know, and there's more to come. You know, right now I'm just living the life of a semi-retired, you know, writer in the woods who you know, cuts trees in the morning to earn a little extra money and, uh, you know, to spend my afternoons riding and talking to cool people like yourself. Oh, thank you. Um, I know I did share a poem before you and I'm not trying to one-up you, but I have a poem I would like to share that I- Please, I, this I, is I, what I, we're here for. Yeah, it's also my fucking podcast, so I don't, I don't know why I'm, so, <laughs> I'm apologizing, um, but this seems especially, um, apt's not the word, it seems especially appropriate considering today I made an appointment to have uh, like a tubal ligation. Um, Ooh, like it's a, okay. like a, like a vasectomy, but you know, for like the internal, internal sex organs. Um, Got it. I don't want to have children. I'm, I'm pretty set in my, my ways about that. And I have my, my own reasons that, that come out in this poem, which it's actually a song that's on my, I want to say my second EP, hashtag womb spooners on Bandcamp, uh, the family wow. album, but um I'll, I'll just read it um but I, it's enjoyable as a song but i believe it's also enjoyable as a poem um, i am justified in thinking that no nests will be built in the hollows of my hip bones leave these barren halls alone there will be no children no empty nest no emptiness i know my waist will not see the squalls of children damp their hands jammed in tight not enough to catch me just to leave hung to dry There will be no children, no empty nest, no emptiness. I have no need of being told what my body could possibly hold. I was built from mud to make a difference, ignore descendants, leave my shoes by the door, leave no marks on the floorboards. There will be no children, no empty nest, no emptiness. I have a ragged right margin, not marginalized. I request the vines to grow, reclaim the ground, hallowed and shadowed over the remnants of what I was to be one that find handholds in marble and ivory. There will be no children, no empty nest, no emptiness. There will be no children, no empty nest, no emptiness. There will be no children. And soon. Mm. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just, I have, I have so many good reasons for not wanting to have children. I don't, I don't have a good reason to want to have children. Um, and we, we can leave it at that. I am supposed to be interviewing you. But you know what? I A conversation is a, you know. It's two ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, but Thank you for taking the, the time to, to share that. And thank you for being brave and sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to my, my poetry teacher, Christina, who was my mentor for a really long time. Shout out, Christina. Woo, woo. Thank you. Also, shout out to her brother, Brian. Oh, um, this episode comes out the Monday after, but I'm also on another podcast called What This Song Means to Me. So if you want to hear about more trauma, there you go. There's a whole episode about it. It's called So Long, um, the song that I talk about. Um, all right. So, man, moving on to my next question seems a little silly, but uh, 
Our mutual friend Seth calls you a wizard. Is there evidence to back this up? You know, those that know already know. Those that need to know, know how to get in touch with me. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I'll leave that into the eye of the beholder. I don't claim to be anything. I don't know anything. No one else doesn't know. I appreciate that viewpoint. I really do. Like, I mean, I don't know that. That's not the. That's not like the fancy podcast answer, but that is just the reality of it. Like, it's you, people see me the way they want to see me because of the things that we've been able to do together. Um, I can understand that. And though many might share his viewpoint, uh, it's not something that I would necessarily ever like claim. I can understand that. What what are some terms you would you would mm. claim in regards to? I think you know, just a mystic. Mystic, I can. Yeah, I dig that. You know, I just a mountain, her, mountain hermit. <laughs> yeah, mountain hermit, old man in the woods that knows a thing or two, or you know knows where to find an answer. You know, I don't have the answers. I just can you know help guide people to those answers. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy. I'm an occultist. Uh, I enjoy studying the unknown. Um, I enjoy digging through old texts and looking for hidden spells. You sound um, like you'd be fun to solve a mystery with. <laughs> yeah, let's go find someone that was murdered and solve it. Well, shit, I was thinking like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Where oh. fucking... <laughs> Jesus Christ, all right. I only got one mode, I'm sorry. I already right. got one mode. In fact, you know, I made a film in film school that was banned from film school. Well, uh, they we have said to it... talk about this now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was called Princess, um, and it was a horror movie. And they had the school was about to do a screening of Saul and have the director or the sorry the DP, the director of photography who filmed it out and speak to us and they wanted to they wanted to fund and screen student-made horror films and so out of you know 20 or 30 people who submitted i was chosen it was one of my ideas um and so I, we made this movie and i set out just to make the most disturbing piece of cinema that i could and when i tell you i nailed it i nailed it uh, nailed it so much that I quit making movies for a while because it was that disturbing. Um, <laughs> it shook, I don't know, it shook me and other friends to the core. And I don't know, it just had like a weird vibe to it. Uh, I was inspired by um, John Waters and his movie uh, or his character, Divine. Uh, so if anyone wants to go look that up, that was my inspiration. Um, but I consider Princess to be a love story told through a broken lens, um, but it is a f intense five-minute movie that is filled with trigger warnings. Um, and But the Russians loved it. It had a few midnight screenings at several film festivals over in Russia. Um, <laughs> they loved it. It was written about by Ben Rock, uh, who did the story design for one of the creators of Blair Witch Project. Um, he said this movie is as advertised disturbing. Man. Um, 
as soon as you started talking about like a film that you had made, I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to set up a mini screening at my house with, you know, podcast guests <laughs> and we're all going to get high and watch it. But like, as you go on to describe this movie, I'm like, oh shit, that's like, that's really not something you would want to get high and watch, would it? <laughs> no. So we, Seth, we got Seth high and made him watch it. And he didn't talk to us for a few months after that. So I will send you the link. Um, and if you want to share it out, that's okay too. I mean, I'm not ashamed of anything, uh, but I do make a pretty woman. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Man, like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> My gosh, I had a friend over to watch that. That was kind of like a first date. And like I, we were like, oh, we'll watch like a you know a Halloween movie because it's you know just about Halloween. Um, they suggested Halloween Town. I suggested uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> My goodness, we we I, I would say we wicked enjoyed Halloween Town more. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was just afterward we were kind of like, well, it was a lot to process. Oh uh, yeah, I bet. I'll have to talk to you about your your film after this. Um, I, I understand you have prior obligations uh, a little bit later, so I'm no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I actually, they got canceled. It's up to you. We can cancel this now. You can click, or we can continue on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on the exit, but it actually got canceled. Ah, uh, fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if there's more to cover, we can keep going. If if we're done, we're done. I get yes. it. It's cool too. No, we're gonna keep recording because this is like. So I'm trying to like. How do I phrase this? It's like you're you're digging in the ground and you find like a, a vein of T-bone steaks and uh, oh yeah you got you got your rump roast and you got your prime rib and you got your wagyu and you got your uh shit what's the other one um fuck you got your fancy Japanese beef you got your fancy American beef you got it's just Kobe, uh, Kobe that's it thank you fuck I don't know why there's meat in the ground I literally could have said anything else like old <laughs> yeah. diamonds just fucking <laughs> yeah. A coal vein. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But on our coal's not great for the environment. Like meat isn't it's either, true. but it's 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 complicated. All right. Um, all right. It's, my it's last, not black and white. Yep. My my last three questions. Uh, I'm not gonna do them all at once. But uh, what are your plans for the future in regards to like? Um, I, I understand you're disillusioned with the film industry now, but writing projects, poetry. Um, yeah, I I mean, as disillusioned as I am with the film industry, you know, I am an entertainer, so I will always be entertaining. Um, fucking I, quote of the year, quote of the year, Jordan. <laughs> I, I, you know, I started on, on the stage um, as an actor, um, and I think that I'll probably just be moving back towards those roots. Um, I'm writing a play right now called uh, Don't Burn the Couscous. Um, and it's a kind of a dinner table drama that takes place when a man's just trying to propose to his girlfriend but everyone else keeps getting invited to his dinner um, only to find out that it's a cancer party for his wife I mean for his girlfriend and she's revealing that she has cancer oh Jesus um so it's all right I'll take two tickets (laughs) yeah And, and so I'm working on that um there's a movie called Atomic Chair 
Um, okay, Jordan, I have to say these these titles are amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, the Atomic Chair is takes place in Camp Mercury, Nevada, circa early '60s, late 1950s, at a nuclear testing site. Um, back when they had these boom towns, they would just build these towns, um, and they would blow stuff up and see how the nuclear waves affected them. Um, Atomic and chair sounds like something I'd like to try an eighth of. <laughs> yes, you know, we should have our own weed. We're trying to do a comic book, we're trying to do weed. Yep. Um, and it's an animated movie, uh, probably an R rating. It's great. We've been working on it for three or four years. Seth's another writer. Seth is a, is a writer on that project with me. Um, there's Michael Skolnick is directing it. Um, we also have a project called Big Beautiful. Yes, it's, I was about to. I was about to nudge that in your direction. Would you like to speak on that for a moment? Yeah, uh, Big Beautiful is a rom com that we're going to shoot in uh, the Townsend and Maryville areas, in Knoxville areas, circa spring of 2022. Um, and it is a rom com about two Bigfoots trying to assimilate into society. Um, I have course, I have a song for you then, if that's a. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> uh, and then what else do we have going on um i'm working i have a kid's book coming out soon um please tell called, me the title how can we make the world a better place uh, is the name of the book and it takes place in a classroom with students of the, the diverse classroom and each one of the kids goes around and talks about what they do in their communities to make the world a better place um, and so we're making it, we're writing it to inspire kids to take action into their own communities. Does it rhyme? Uh, no, this one does not rhyme. No, it does not. I am not the best rhymer. The, um, the, the poem you showed me earlier, uh, wow, is, is uh, evidence against you, my friend? <laughs> you know, every once in a while I can, I can spit something out. Um, but no, I, I have another book that I'm working on called um, Knox and the Fox. And it's about a dog and his um, excursions of chasing a fox around the neighborhood. Um, Incredible. What else do we have coming out? If you're looking for uh, artists to illustrate your children's book, I went to school with some very talented people whose uh, who's names yes. I can throw your way. Absolutely, absolutely um what i'm looking at. Uh, i have a deal with one guy i'm working with now um, but i would definitely like to bring more artists in the more artists that i can have working for me or with me to bring my visions to life the better because i cannot draw and it is a terrible world for me uh, if i could draw i mean i'd be a triple threat uh, but the good lord did not see fit to bless you with those talents yes, yes unfortunately yeah you sorry can't... i've just been rambling here no I, I really appreciate it i mean this is the the part of the show where we blow smoke at each other so like it's cool man uh, as, as the podcast hosts i'll allow it um are you familiar with the show taskmaster by any chance no it sounds familiar but no it is okay incredibly funny uh we'll talk about this later but I just I don't know like Taskmaster is my kind of show. Uh, they have a they have a host um, that's pretty oh, God, 
just look it up. I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but like, I'm just, I'm, to boil it down, I'd love to be a game show host one day or like even as a side gig, like I just, yeah. Even Jeopardy, like Jeopardy would be the pinnacle though. Right. You know, I, being a talk show host or a game show host is definitely, you know, the epitome of where I would like to be as well. Like Conan O'Brien is my goal in life. I'd like to be, oh, I can't remember his name, Ron Funches. I'd, li- I'd like to be a little more like Ron Funches and a, a less like a, oh, shit, who's a celebrity I don't like? Sasha Baron Cohen. Fuck, I, I pulled that out of the hat. I'm not, I'm, I have nothing against him. Um, what do you like to do while stoned? Everything. And also nothing? <laughs> and also nothing. Um, I like to hike. I like to lay on the couch. Um, playing video games is a lot of fun. Um, I tend to only play one game. Um, but I did just recently receive a... Video game? X- video game, yes. I did recently receive a modded xbox 360 um so it's got a lot of games on there so i've been kind of playing around on some pokemon emulators um i caught a pikachu for the first time recently i've beat the game several times like i've never like seen or been able to capture a pikachu in the wild because i always end up killing it yeah i i don't know if this is a controversial take but i wish we would go back to 2d pokemon games like i miss the how charming the sprites looked and how they each had you know their own personalities and nowadays they just look fucking like Simba from the new Lion King like there's there's no emotion there's no personality none I agree it's a travesty all right uh moving on to our last question this I probably could have put up earlier in the in the uh you know line of questioning but what was the atmosphere around weed uh like you were oh, fuck how did I what was the atmosphere around weed when you were growing up is what i wrote it was frowned upon it's a no Um, but it was all you know 20 years ago it was also like you go to jail for a long time you know nowadays my you know everyone knows that i'm a consumer um and that you know my mom knows uh my grandma's like hey can you make me some of those cookies you know, she, you know, she she loves to to medicate. Um, me and some uncles sneak off at family gatherings. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's 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 not frowned upon. I mean, it's not like accepted, but also it's more accepted now than it was twenty years ago. But you know, it's it's never been as accepted in my household as it was in others. Man, when you said family gatherings, I just. I don't know. I'm just imagining what a family gathering now that all of us are adults is going to be like. Like, oh, like we all go through, go take a walk in the woods together and pass around yeah. the joint. Like, yes, uh, that's exactly what we do. Yeah, like, like, oh, man, there, there, there are memes I can relate to, especially hard now. Like the one where it's like, um, it's Bugs Bunny and like uh, another another cartoon dude looking baked as hell. And it says, uh, when you when it's Thanksgiving and you come back from that walk with your cool cousin. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> you know, but nowadays, maybe we don't even got to take the walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess the walk is more out of respect, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think more, more people should meditate, even if it's like, you know, 
micro meditation and by you know taking a walk to enjoy the weed you're not only sparing people from secondhand smoke but uh, also just put put i don't have anything against cell phones but putting your phone down and really enjoying nature and absorbing yeah. and becoming becoming attached to your surroundings i think is beneficial especially if you want to save the environment before it's absolutely. too late absolutely and i think that's what i've realized that like when people I think sometimes smokers like cigarette smokers don't realize like they're not only addicted to the nicotine they're addicted to like taking a break from life for five minutes every hour yeah you know or like taking the time to like breathe they're inhaling yeah they're inhaling cigarettes but they're also just taking the time to breathe yeah and, Focus, you know, focusing so on your breathing in a really fucked up way yeah you know, but it's like maybe if people took more like, hey, I'm just going to take outside, take a step outside and breathe for a second, you know, how much more productive and maybe how, how much nicer would we be as a community? I think that's a lovely thought to end on. However, I will expand it because I never shut the fuck up. I, <laughs> for those that are perhaps too young to smoke, do, are not interested in smoking, um, and st- but you still want to hang out with your friends, sparklers. I really recommend sparklers. Like, Fucking when your friends go out to smoke and, and they're like, oh, does anyone have a light? Like, you can say that now, too. And like, oh, does anyone have a light? And they're like, what the fuck? Is that a sparkler? Hell yeah, dude. You can have them basically anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. And you know what? You get like a free 30-second party that others can enjoy. You, you get something to do with your hands. <laughs> you get something that smokes a little bit. Uh, you have a conversation piece. I've never heard that take, but I'm down with it. It's more sparklers. And them out. Yeah, it's something I came up when my friends started smoking in high school. Um, and I, I just hadn't hadn't started smoking yet. I, I have since I was never really addicted. I, I smoked maybe less than a pack in my entire entire career. Don't tell my mom. Um, but Oof. Uh, I I sparklers, sparklers are all the way like the those the, those bad boys you find, you know, after the fourth of July and you're like, well shit, these are gonna go bad and you're just like you know, take them and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go take a smoke break. You want to come join me? Yeah, fucking bring a sparkler. Bring the sparklers. Yep. All right. I'm going to uh, make sure I have sparklers from now on. Perhaps not on an airplane, but I, I believe that's a good <laughs> rule of thumb. As long as you don't call them a bomb. I said bomb diggity in an airport once and then I got randomly searched. Oh, I bet. I bet you did. Yes. Randomly. Yep. Um uh it's, it's it's this part of the show um where we i invite guests to plug the shit out of whatever they would like um where would you like people to find you you can find me on instagram at jordy tree light j-o-r-d-y-t-r-e-e-l-i-g-h-t beautiful um you can find my band camp at bandcamp slash voyage events uh, it's a drum and bass record label. Um, I have a book out, another book out on Amazon called 35 Days of Inspiration. Um, and it's a great uh, little book to kind of re- help you recenter yourself. Um, and you can find that by just going to Amazon and searching my name, which I'm sure will be in the podcast description. Yes, I was about to say, we, we can include some links. You don't have to spell out that entire hyperlink like we used to have to do like on note cards in elementary school before 
fucking copy pasting and printing was a that's that's a beef for another time um is there anything else you would like to plug while you have the platform to do so Mm, i would just like to say thank you to all my friends family my partner alice uh, my daughter kinsley Uh, big thanks to the lizard king for having for having me on um thanks to seth for hooking us up Thanks to my mom for giving birth to me, although I'm sure she's not going to listen to this. Um, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, and yeah, one more love plug. You got to check out the Potlucky podcast. Oh my God. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. But that's kind of like, it's a little, I'm trying to think of the word that's not masturbatory, but like fucking advertising for your podcast on your own podcast. <laughs> Full disclosure, the Lizard King did not ask me to advertise. That yeah. was something that I chose to do. Which I appreciate. All right, we gotta we gotta stop uh well patting ourselves so hard on the back, we're gonna fucking knock ourselves over. Um all right, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is the Irish Washerwoman as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at potlucky podcast like what we do and want to see us grow consider supporting us on anchor even 99 cents a month would be what's a what's a rad adjective you've got jordan oh um stupendous that would be stupendous thank you you'll hear from us next week bye you you gonna say bye also jordan oh bye bye